Hello and welcome to the second episode of Bitching Baseball. We're going to be discussing uh, how the rest of the division series panned out. As always, I'm Robin. And I'm Jasmine. So, Jasmine, did you stay up to catch any of the other uh, American League or National League games? I did not because they were at god-awful times for someone who starts work at nine. God, it's horrific, isn't it? Yeah, um, it's been hard trying to catch up with everything, and <laughs> to be fair, I haven't really caught up with anything except for scores and who played, who did well, etc. But I know that you know more than me on the um, American yeah, League. Especially, yeah, the American League side of things, it was... It was brutal. That's oh my that. Jesus Christ. I so okay, basically when I literally cannot stay up to watch a match, I will always set an alarm so I catch like the eighth and ninth innings. So burned into the ground basically. Yeah. So I can literally be there for the timeline meltdowns and just like, <laughs> just, like join in. Just jump in. Like I've been there all along, but I've just stayed really quiet about it. And I'll be like, yeah, you know what? It was horrible when this happened in the fifth and then repeated in the ninth. But anyway, so game three of the American League division series between the Yankees and the Red Sox. Um, I mean, not to be not to be extremely negative. It's a fact. It was the worst loss in the Yankees' postseason history. Yeah, that was... I woke up and I just... I, just, I, I, I didn't know I didn't what know to make of it, really. Um, I didn't yeah. expect that was going to happen at all. Yeah, like, me neither, mate. Me neither. Um, I can't remember... Who was pitching again? Sorry, my memories. Oh, you really want to drag me through this, don't you? It was uh, Severino. It was... Shit, yeah, and we even... Sorry, my at-bat keeps on closing on me. And Right. My at-bat as well, like the app for game three, when I set my alarm and I woke up, my at-bat, it like... Messed up the notifications, so suddenly it was like seven nothing, but then it was also three nothing, like two minutes later. So I was already like, "What the hell?" And then the last notification I got from them was it was eleven one. So I was like, not prepared for when I went onto Twitter and everyone was like sixteen one. This is disgusting. And I was like, "What do you mean sixteen one? Like, hey, maybe that's just a typo." And then so I googled it. And I was like, what the absolute fresh hell is this dumpster fire of a game, <laughs> of a series? I was disgusted. And then I stayed up because I was so annoyed about it. I stayed up until literally like half six. And I was just like, oh, no, I've just lost like two hours of sleep. Because I've been so stressed out about a game, of a game that I watched like 10 minutes. I was so annoyed. Because we were talking about in our previous podcast, like, Eovaldi, you know, probably wasn't going to win. And Severino looked better in the game. Did he play the game 163 before I'm... Seve? Yeah, was it Seve? In the wild card. In the wild card, thank you. Sorry, like, (laughs) I merge 
I merge all types of games. Is, uh, <laughs> I just, no, I just merge all games together as one, and I don't know what I'm talking about. This definitely looks better in the wildcard game, and um, we were talking about Eovaldi looking, you know, weaker yeah. than Sevi. But, you know, Sevi in the last couple of the regular season starts was looking a bit weaker. Um, I would say, honestly, the second half of the season was not the standard that I would have expected from Severino, just in contrast yeah. to the extremely, like, he was good in the beginning. I'd say, like, maybe up until, like, the All-Star. The All-Star break is, like, where I define the half of the seasons, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think everyone... Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I was just making sure there, in case you were like, well, that doesn't make fucking sense, Robin, shut up. Well, it's like 80 to 40 to what yeah. fucking you want. <laughs> yeah, um, literally. No, I think that's pretty uh, standard for everyone. Yeah. But yeah, we were talking about Eovaldi probably not having the same goods as Severino. You know, Eovaldi went seven innings, allowed five hits, uh, and ru- one earned run, and five strikeouts and really bossed yeah. it uh, unexpectedly. So, um, Eovaldi, it was also against the Yankees this year, um, he had an ERA of 1.93, but Severino against the Red Sox, it was 3.56. Yeah. And so, oh, okay, compare that to David Price's 10.35 or 5.4 or whatever it was, I can't remember. Um, oh, and you know what else happened as well? Because we're just on the pitching at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, when I woke up and saw the dumpster fire of a game that happened, <laughs> imagine my shock when people were saying that the Yankees or Severino or Larry Rothschild, whoever, did not know what time the bloody game started. That note, that can't, surely that See, that's, can't Yeah, exactly. Hard. I feel like he did more work inside, okay, and then came out to the bullpen like 10, 10 minutes before the first pitch. But then TBS, they showed this footage of Rothschild like saying to Severino, he was like, the first pitch is 7.40, not 8.15. Which I thought was very interesting, but then obviously after the game, you know, they were both like, no, that was blown out of proportion and and stuff like that. And I feel like they wouldn't say anyway. Like, I feel the baseball organizations know what time the first pitch is being thrown. I feel like it would be the most amateur little league decision ever if you say, yeah, if you didn't know. That's the shit that happens in British baseball. <laughs> Not fucking playoffs of MLB. Exactly. So that was just an interesting point. But then it was also um, about Severino. There was an interesting thing that it was maybe about tipping pitches. Because mm. in, um, oh, I don't remember what inning it was, but Jackie Bradley Jr. actually mouthed the words, oh, fastball, this is going to be a fastball. To Mookie Betts, and then like before he threw it, and what did you know? Like it was a fastball. So I thought that was something really interesting as well that maybe someone should have a look at, especially uh, especially if people are starting to figure out what kind of like things he's probably doing before pitches and stuff like that. Because I mean, I don't know. I don't pay attention to that. I, it's weird because 
I know my boyfriend does, but he knows what pitch is coming next and can predict the next pitch. And I'm like, I don't know what pitch he's throwing out because they move too fast for my eyes. I'm yeah, very honestly, and like honestly, I don't even know what constitutes like a bork. Like it's just the tiniest little things. Like I just, I don't know. I'm just really triggered about borks because I swear to God, like Batansis, one time in the regular season, he had the bases loaded. And then he balked. So obviously that drew like a run in. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, what is happening? Like fire before my eyes. And also with my accent, I think it's kind of like hard for me to say. Like I can say like walk like really easily. But then it gets to like balk. And I like struggle. Um, and, like, my, my whole mouth just has to like go down. And I'm like, I don't know how to say this word. Um, I think we're accidentally encouraging a lot of mansplaining with... uh people tell yeah me i uh, feel off guys off. that was a joke i do know what fucking bork is thank yeah. you let's just anyway, like that so back to game three disgustingness so i think it was it was pretty much the fourth inning that was the downfall on the side of the pitching i mean the bats were non-existent for like well the whole game well, much. after Severino and three innings pitch, he had Lynn, Green, Holder, Topley, and... Don't Senor- forget Romine! <laughs> yeah, I was getting there. Save the best oh till last. God! Um, I mean, so, yeah, Sevi loaded the bases in the fourth. Lance Lynn replaced him. And then in that same inning, Chad Green replaced Lance Lynn because <laughs> it was 7 nothing. And then the damage was, like, already done. At the end of the fourth inning, it was 10-1. I, I mean, I mean, 0.1 innings pitch, no strikeout. Now, let's go through, actually, I am going to make you live through hell for just a little bit. Oh, um, just a little bit. I'll try not to. Six uh, pitches, you, well, pitches, I'm doing the little quotation marks around pitches. I, um, I felt that in your voice. Yeah, thank you. Um Severino, two strikeouts. You didn't get another strikeout until Holder and then Topsy with another strikeout. That's four strikeouts throughout six pitches. Mm-hmm. That's not great. No. I, that is... Honestly, I mean, fucking <laughs> pitching. Like, Austin Romine. I mean, okay, so it does piss me off that in the ninth inning of an American League divisional series game, you bring on... I mean, he's not even the main catcher. He's, the, like, the backup catcher, right? And I love I love Romine because he's, like, you know, a Liverpool fan. And I mean, he actually... Yeah, like, you know what? So is Higashioka. This is going on within Yankees catchers. I swear to God, if someone tells me that Gary Sanchez is a Liverpool fan, I'm going to lose it. Anyway... So he got two outs because Bogarts and Devers, they were both ground outs. And I didn't realise until I looked at it like after the game because, let's be real, no way in hell was I watching those highlights. So I looked at that. Um, and I'd say the only downside, I mean, the whole game was one big downside. It couldn't have got any worse. He gave up one home run after a walk and that was the home run that led Brock Holt to being the first cycle in MLB playoff history, uh, playoff? Postseason history. Yeah. I would say that was the only thing that annoyed me necessarily 
in terms of Austin Romine in the ninth. That's and that's my piece. That's and welcome to my TED talk. Yeah, well, honestly, it's been like how many minutes? I don't know of me just shouting. Sorry, everyone, if your ears hurt by now. Um, on that note, let's, let's quickly touch on game four. Um, yes. Um, CC um, Porcello. So, um, do you have yeah. any uh, do you have any stats or anything you want to add? Uh, let me. Bring, so, funnily enough, I don't know if anyone else's app that app isn't working. Mine's showing a black screen and then just closing. So, oh, which really? I didn't. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Again, um, CC again pitched three innings, five hits, three and runs. Not as bad as Severino. Mm-hmm. Actually got the strikeout. Um, Zach Britton. Wow. <laughs> Zach Britton, an absolute don. Three strikeouts and two innings pitched. I mean, but any. He also I, instantly I, gave up a home run. Yeah. That's true. Um, <laughs> that is true. Um, let's just quickly go through this. I think this, the game before was kind of deflating and I think you yeah. see that in the Yankees team that even though the game was not lost they could not pick themselves up and I think that might be more of a managerial issue mm-hmm. um I don't know I'm I don't know about you but I'm quite I'm skeptical of Boone yeah yes. I just feel like for an organization as important as the Yankees for him to go into his first year, like, managing as someone in the Yankees, this past year, he's had, I mean, I'm not putting all the blame on him, absolutely, you know, he doesn't control how people hit, how people are on defense and stuff like that, um, but uh, there was just, I think, some of the bullpen mistakes as well, like, the misuse of the bullpen, those sort of blunders that just really cost games, Yeah, and I'm... I mean, they're not going to, like, track back and be like, oh, yeah, you know what, we're going to fire Boone now after a year because I feel like it's important for them to, like, save face in their decision with hiring him. Mm -hmm. So I would say, and I mean, I think I just saw a tweet that said they were going to keep all of the background staff, maybe. And I actually don't like that because, honestly, this might be controversial. It might not. I don't want to see Larry Rothschild back again. Ooh. I don't. I don't at all. Pitching is such a major issue. Um, on that note, actually, talking about pitching, if anything Game 4 proved is that the Red Sox are beautiful. Their bullpen is shaky as yeah. hell. Um, a better team. I, I'm not saying that the Yankees weren't a better team. I think in areas they are the better team. I think they have stronger, but Batting, um, and a few, a few errors let them down throughout the series. But they're going to find it, I think they're going to find it tough against the Astros. And, um, I hope so. I, yeah, of course you hope so. But as a, as an American League neutral, the Astros have been on fire. And I've said this in the last podcast. Uh, Yes, the game one, for example, and we sh- I guess we should move on to the championship series and yeah. game one. 
Um, so game one's the lander versus sail. Um, both fucking amazing pitches, starting pitches. Honestly, um, like that is so. I mean, I'm no, I'm not exactly a neutral, but I'm really like invested in this pitching battle already. Yeah. I think that's something that's gonna be really interesting to watch, especially as the series goes on, because I don't think that's necessarily gonna be an easy sweep. Like the Astros swept the Indians, you know, it was relatively easy for them. Yeah. That's not gonna be the same with yeah. the with the Red Sox. It's not gonna be easy, no, but um the, I mean what Red Sox have are good starting pitches. Sale, I like. I can't call Villander Sale. I can't call it at all. Um, it could go either way. The Sale could shut out. I mean, Sale could shut out the Astros for a good seven innings, mm-hmm. but then the Astros could rally themselves in those final two, just because the Red Sox bullpen is, I, in my eyes, that shaky. And the yeah, Astros, absolutely. Uh, I know I'm not sure about where in the order the Yankees were batting when the relief came on and etc. And I won't know when the relief pitches come on for that for the Red Sox Astros game. But in in some ways, some Astro batters are better than Yankees batters. Not in all aspects because you have big hitters like Judge and Stanton, but I think the Astros are just maybe a little more consistent. Yeah, in their batting and could probably build more on a rally in the later innings rather than the Yankees. So that game one could go either way. Yeah, I'm excited to see how game one turns out. Um, game two is confirmed for Garrett Cole versus David Price. I think. We, <laughs> I think. I think we all, Don't let yeah. our season start. Hi. Um. I, again, I think I think we're all expecting Garrett Cole to win that one Absolutely. and the Astros win that one. It's at Fenway. David Price isn't good at pitching at Fenway. If I was a betting woman, which I'm not, but I know that you write know, about betting, uh, I, I would make sure that I wrote that the Astros would uh, win game two there. Can't wait to be proven wrong, seeing as everything I got in the last podcast about the Yankees winning at home was wrong. Yeah, and so the first two games is not with Fenway. Um, if the Astros can get one win there and go back to Houston with at least one win for Game Three and Game Four, yeah. uh, that's going to be a massive advantage that way, their way. Um, game Three isn't confirmed, but I'm guessing it's going to be Keiko for the Astros. And then, because Porcello pitched the um, the latest Red Sox Yankees game, I'm gonna go probably Eovaldi. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe. I'm not so sure, to be honest. Yeah, I think Keiko will. Cause yeah, I mean, if it's Verlander, Cole, I think Keiko. I'd say if they do, like, manage to win one and two. If they put Keuchel up, they could be in for a really good day at home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all I've got. I mean, after game four, as we said, it's by the Pacello or Yavaldi, and then it's, you know, I mean, that's, 
They might not need a game five. Yeah, I was going to say that. They might not be taken to a game five. Who knows? And I can't, I can't remember Astro's pictures, apparently. <laughs> oh, you know what? It's all right, because me neither. <laughs> well, then we've got a fucking laugh on the other side of the yeah. league. To the to the National League. To, to the National League. Um, so when we recorded our last podcast, none of it, I think that was the Braves and the Dodgers was going on as we recorded it. Was that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was right. So the Dodgers in that series, I learned that they pretty much like home runs their way. So in the regular season, they were the national team with the most home runs. I think it was two hundred and really two hundred and. 55, I want to say. Really? Yeah, I I didn't know that until today. Oh, shit. And so in this series against the Braves, they got 20 runs in total, and 14 of those were through home runs. Fucking hell. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm not so surprised. I think we both said that the Braves were probably the weakest yeah. Were they weaker than the Indians? I can't remember. Um, about the same. I would say, yeah, about the same. Because I think it was pretty obvious to us on the last podcast that the Astros and the Dodgers were going to win. Yeah. I didn't I, necessarily see a huge battle between... Actually, like, I, I think the Braves had it more... Because but like, the Braves actually took one game. So yeah. They were yeah, stronger than the Indians, I guess, in this kind of context but out of national league they were probably the weakest right league winner um so we won't dwell so much on that dodgers did what they do their uh, their pitches had their starting pitches had really good outings um except for was it fuck i don't remember what was their who pitched in their only loss Hill. Hill came yeah. on and couldn't... Okay. That was it. So Hill couldn't get over the hill. Uh, exactly. So, Dodgers came through and now they're facing the Brewers. The Brewers had a really easy time, swept the Rockies. Do I we think that the Brewers are going to make it a 12-game win streak? Oh, fuck. See, this is the thing. And this is what I was discussing with someone else earlier on. The Dodgers have really good starting pitches, and even though they do tend to choke around pre um, postseason, yeah, I, I can't name a good Brewers starting pitcher off the top of my head. Not Judas Chachin. No, Assassin. I don't know how. I say Chachin because it's like uh, Chachi from Cheers. Cheers. Not cheers. Uh, happy, happy days. You know what? I, d- I don't know, but I'm just going to take your word for it. I think that all the lot all know what I'm <laughs> on about there. <laughs> I am like seven years older than you, even though it doesn't sound like it. Um, you were walking ch- stick for your birthday. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Uh, I'll need it. Um, <laughs> Charchin or Sassin. I'm going to say Chachin because it's spelled C-H-A-C-I-N and no one has told me differently. Um, we'll roll with it anyway. Yeah. He, I, that's the, him and Anderson are the only 
through his starting pitches that I can name off the top of my head. And yeah. both of their ERAs are over three. Now, the Dodgers in game one have already confirmed Kershaw is their starting pitcher. Bruins haven't yet. So that leads me to believe that they're going to play the same tactic as they did against the Rockies and lead with the bullpen. Okay. Which, which I'm not sure is the right way to go or not. And maybe they've confirmed it since. Like a bullpen today. Yeah. God, I hate those. Um, like they did versus the Rockies game one. Mm. Um, and you know what? It worked for them against the Rockies in game one. <laughs> It was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if it's broke, don't fix it. Yeah, exactly. And I was discussing, I mean, they've got Kershaw up, and it's, I don't know if it's this season, by ERA terms, the Dodgers ace. Um, but, you know, you want to try something different against Kershaw because most games Kershaw plays, the Dodgers will get the win, and he won't get the win. So, I know he's only like nine and five this year, but he's still one of the best pitchers around. And yeah, I agree. Um, it depends on what tactic you want to go with facing him. And to be fair, I think I still think the Dodgers are shaky. They barely got through the National League West. They yeah, had to play game one exactly. six three. They've got a day less rest than the Brewers, and the Brewers can take them. Um, the only problem is, is, as I said, I can't name a good, like, an under three ERA or on three AA, ERA picture for them. Off the top of my head, I can't. Yeah. So I'm not sure how that's going to go, but I think the consensus is no matter if the Astros win or the Red Sox win, it's probably going to be an American League win in the World Series this year. I'd agree with that, to be honest. Um, God, I hope it's... I really want the World Series to be Astros and Brewers. Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, I think the... I know the bats were quite good for the Dodgers and... Of course they did because they bought every outfielder that was possibly every available. Every single outfielder. Every fucking... They'll probably buy Bryce Harper, for fuck's sake. <laughs> like, honestly. <laughs> that would be interesting, wouldn't it? I would not be surprised. Every single one. Um, But, you know, Christian Yellick. Love that guy. Love, love that guy. Um, National League MVP. I would say yes. Yeah, I think... And then the National League Rookie of the Year as Acuna. Yeah, I, I, I can go with that. Um, I mean, uh, Christian Yelich, I was looking at his stats today. I yeah. didn't realise how good they were. Like, I knew he, almost, didn't he, he almost... He almost triple crowned it, like, towards the end of the season. Yeah. That's so, insane. Yeah, so he's first in batting average for regular season, and I know he's only hit, like, his batting average for post-season is 250, but he hasn't had a strikeout yet in the post-season. I didn't know that. No, he's got, I think, two hits and six walks. So his on-base percentage is 0.571. 
Okay. So um, he's still doing pretty solidly in postseason. Yeah. I'm really, I just want to see more of what Christian Yelich can do, especially because this is his first time in the postseason. Yeah. I mean, I must have been bragging rights over Stanton. Jesus. I made myself feel sad. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's okay. Um, and I think that's it until the World Series, I guess. I mean, there's, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to say anything for the NL, um, NL championship, championships series before. Oh, yeah, yeah, I completely started that. That wasn't my computer. That was actually me stuttering. Um, it's malfunctioned. Yeah, I've just completely malfunctioned. So it's hard to say, um, you know, what's going to go on in the National League Championship Series just because no one's really confirmed who's playing yet uh, with it, whereas the American League, they have, they yeah. have game one and game two. So it's easy, a bit easier to predict and figure out. Um, I think the Brewers can take Dodgers to seven games. I really can. I think it will be closer than people think Brewers in terms of betting are the underdog out of the four to win the World Series. Yeah, the underdog. I don't think it does. I think I think in terms of We can't we we can't name a starting pitcher that's (laughs) good. (laughs) Yeah, I I guess obviously last year where the Dodgers got to last year the Astros won it, the Reds Sox are coming off like a 108 win regular season. I just feel like they are sort of the weakest link in that group of four. Yeah, um, I, I will see. I think if they can get through Kershaw with a yeah. win, because they're at home, I think. No, are they? Do you know? I do not know. Let me this is have a look thing. at that. This is the thing when you're British, like, we're used to home teams going past you and stuff. Oh, no. I just meant, because I remember Dodgers being first on the, oh, no, it's that Dodgers. No, it says versus Dodgers. Yeah, it says Dodgers versus Brewers. Fuck, I'm not actually sure. Uh, Let's see if MLB... It's at Miller Park. Miller Park. <laughs> Miller Park. Port on the rain. Port. Um, okay, so there you go. Um, yeah, so if they can get the win, I think they're in it against Kershaw. They're in a good spot. Yeah. Um, and shouldn't be treated as an underdog. And I think I, I will be disappointed if Astros don't win back-to-back World Series. I think they're the best team out of the lot. I know Red Sox bats were on fire and they had a hundred and whatever games winning. Yeah, 108 winning games during the regular season. That but is the matter when it gets to the postseason. Exactly. David Price just can't bat. <laughs> can't pitch up Fenway. Like, Oh, you know, you at least David Price sucks being sometimes, fit, but at least there's David Price in the postseason. 
Exactly. So you get me through the day. If he wins, you're going to be really sad. Honestly, I'm, I, I'll genuinely, I just, just won't show my face ever you'll again. Just you'll just quit baseball and I'll, I'll just, have to talk. I'll just live in, in, the forest, in the forest. I'll just, well, I don't need my phone. I don't need my laptop. I'll just literally go there and live my life in a bloody forest. You'll become a nun. Right, let's not go that far. Oh. <laughs> I have fancy Hedger. Um There was that article about the Dodgers, which I want to quickly touch on, even though I haven't completely read it, about them being a bit naughty. Oh, really? Yeah, I sent it to you, didn't I? Wait, what? what what's this about? Oh, yeah, you did. Sorry. My brain's not been working recently. Oh, neither is mine, because I can't remember what you actually said. Yeah, you, you DM'd me it. Yeah, I wish I read it myself. Do you remember what it said? Uh, wasn't it about... It was about this, uh, like, Central American and Southern American camps? Young yeah, you know what? I actually don't remember anymore. No. I, I, at least I can open this one on my phone. Um... So, I don't know if anyone's read or seen this, but uh, fan graphs. Oh god, I'm getting your accent. Hey, there you go. It's catching. Um, basically, ran an article about the how the Dodgers might be in actual legal trouble. There was a uh, last week. There was a federal grand jury probe um, about. MLB's activity in Latin America, and I think the the biggest one was the Dodgers. It's a really good article, which I know I can't remember, but that's actually really annoying me because I I found it really interesting, and I told you that I found it really interesting, but for some reason I just cannot remember. It was basically by the. Out of all the MLB teams, I think the Dodgers have made it quite evident that they had potential violations of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act in Latin America. You know so, what? We'll find it, we'll tweet it for people to see. Yeah, I've got the link, so it's oh, no go. biggie. But I think in terms of that and like wage bill structures and etc., probably nothing will come from it. I mean, yeah. everyone knows the Dodgers buy everyone, and there's no real reca- uh, repercussions. I should probably stop talking because it sounds like I just really hate the Dodgers, but it's a really yeah. Good, yeah, I don't mean to be. I don't like being a host of something and being really biased, but it's a really good read. It is. It's very interesting. It's a very interesting, like, lawful read, and you should read it, and then tweet us and say, do you think they're right? Do you think they're wrong? Do you think it will affect anything? Because it's really interesting to see how baseball works and how MLB works, especially in Latin America, and seeing if any clubs actually abuse their power in those kind of countries. Just touching um, on Latin America, one of the people I work with is working on an initiative. Um, mm-hmm. So I work in anti-doping and sports integrity. 
And one of the initiatives is in Latin America with MLB players. Oh, wow. Yeah, just to throw that out there. I only work in betting, so I bring you the best of betting in these kind of... <laughs> um, you may have seen my tweet. And uh, today I wrote a small article about the rest of the upcoming games. If you could give it a read, you can find it on our Twitter, which is at Bitching Baseball, the baseball with one L, because, because we, we don't deal with losers. Yeah, but we still kept one L on there. But to be fair, for anyone telling us we should have changed it, get this. The British Baseball Foundation, I think YouTube, is British Baseball. There's no L's at all. Wow. So, I didn't know that. Well, now you know. Yeah. Getting all the knowledge today. Yeah. Um, maybe that image, they could be two L's, but their image that I saw was no L's at all, and it was British Baseball. British Baseball. Oh, I love British Baseball. British Baseball. Anyway, with that, we should uh, probably wrap this up. Yep. Um, we probably won't do an old podcast until after the championship series. Hopefully yeah. we can get one out before the World Series. Um, and you can find us in all the regular places. We're now on Spotify under Bitching Baseball, so you should be be able to find us under podcasts under bitching coming baseball. to you on every platform really yeah you can download us offline i mean online and then <laughs> listen to us offline you can That's never escape it. us no you cannot escape our whiny woman voices yep uh, our wine infused baseball talks <laughs> exactly so thank you very much for listening i've been robin and i'm jasmine See you next time. See ya.